A gun safe manufacturer does the unthinkable, and a boycott is now underway, as well it should be. Or you could just not buy their gun safes. Uh, everything is more expensive, and this is causing Gen Z so much stress that they might have to go. The men might have to go out and buy some Cialis. And the secular left cannot leave anything of religious angst alone. Nothing. No matter how insignificant their tradition is to anybody else's lives. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. So, football started yesterday. The Chiefs played the Detroit Lions. I watched the game. It was a good it was a good game. I was a little surprised. I thought Thursday night football, they, you're, they never play a good game on Thursday night, first off. but And I thought the Chiefs are playing the Lions. The Lions could lose if they were playing a high school team. They just are one of those teams that are the perpetual losers. They're a team that just, it, your career is over when you're sent to Detroit. Well, surprise, surprise, Detroit ended up winning 21-20. Uh, real shock. I think it was twenty-one twenty. I don't. I don't know what it was, but it was a. It was a good game. Um, it came down to the last play, and uh, it came down to the last play. Let's see what was the score here. NFL. Da, da, da. Yeah, twenty-one twenty. So it was a really good game, but the NFL is doing everything it can to f up the season. And this woke nonsense needs to stop. And I know the NFL is doing this because of woke nonsense. So about a half hour before the game started, half hour, 45 minutes before the game started, the Kansas City Chiefs decided it would be a good idea to play the Black National Anthem. Which, by the way, means they played a song. Because there is no Black National Anthem. You're either belong to this country or you belong to another country. So maybe they're talking about some other country. I, I don't know. But they decided to play the Black National Anthem. And of course, nobody stood up for it. <laughs> Which was kind of cool. Because they didn't show the audience. The audience was looking around like, what the hell is this? It was, it was really fun to watch. But I, this is just not... Why? This is football. This is not meant to be divisive. This is meant to bring us together not to mention you are playing a national anthem for black people 90 percent of the people on the field were black so and they're all millionaires so what exactly are you playing for you're trying to say you blacks are still suffering or something no it's just divisive crap and i gotta tell you something as a white person if you really want to make a racist this is how you do it because i got news for you First off, it's racist just for black people to think they have their own national anthem. That is racist. It means you don't think you're part of this country. You don't think you belong to this country. If you really think that, you should leave. Because you're the kind of person I don't want around. But it's enough to infuriate white people that just say, Hey, you know something? This country has been this country. We've got our good points. We've got our bad points. We've got our great parts of history. got our bad parts of history. The problem is our bad parts of our history are always being focused on. Meanwhile, the greatness that is this country, what made this country exceptional in world history, is being ignored. And part of what's being ignored is the fact that um, slavery was legal, and we made it illegal, and 700,000 people died to, to destroy it. 
The Constitution was edited to destroy it. And Democrats couldn't handle that, and they ended up instituting the Jim Crow laws, which were eventually destroyed by a Democrat. But he had to be convinced by a black man who happened to be a, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, a Republican in Martin Luther King. Now, granted, Martin Luther King was a Republican because he was against Jim Crow, he was against slavery, he wasn't a Republican because he believed in conservative ideals, but the fact of the matter is he was a Republican because he was against Jim Crow, he was against slavery. So I bought the NFL pass because I I wanted to watch all the NFL games this year. Uh, I got news for you, if this is the crap they're going to be doing, that'll be the last time I buy the NFL pass. I'm, I gotta tell you, I barely watch NFL as it is now. Though I bought the NFL Pass so I could record games and watch games later. But, not a not a good site. And of course, that's not the only sport that was polluted with this crap. The U.S. Open Tennis Tournament, which, I don't watch tennis. Tennis is kind of like watching chess. I love chess, don't get me wrong. But it is really boring to watch. Tennis is worse. So they had apparently four, three idiots that decided to glue themselves to the floor and start screaming about climate in the middle of the test, in the middle of the tennis tournament. Until they, it took them an hour to pull these guys off of the. Personally, just get a bully club, break their feet, and pull them right up. And this is something I, I don't understand. And everyone points this out. Liberal. Liberal or conservative alike, they all point this out. What exactly, by annoying people, what exactly do you think you're accomplishing? Do you think by interrupting a tournament that people paid $100 a ticket for, and that's cheap, by the way, paid $100 a ticket for, that your message is going to get across? Do you think your environmental message is going to get across by sitting on the middle of the freeway blocking traffic? Is that going to make it that we all embrace your message? And by the way, the polls show people are not embracing their message. How about dumping paint on the Mona Lisa? Is that going to make people... I am waiting, and I really thought we'd see it yesterday in New York, because that's where they play the U.S. Open. One New Yorker is going to get up and just start beating the shit out of these people. And I'm sorry, we have yet to see that. I am. We see it in Europe. In Paris, they're doing it. In Germany, they did it. In Germany, someone just ran over one of the guys, which I think is great. If you, hey, F around and find out. That's exactly what I think. But I'm still waiting for someone to get up and just start beating the shit out of one of these guys. For example, you throw paint on the Mona Lisa in front of me, somebody's getting hit. Because this is just something, don't, don't, it has nothing, the reality is it has nothing to do with, with the art. It has nothing to do with environmentalism. It has to do with the destruction of Western civilization. That's why these people attack the art museums, because they are the pinnacle of Western civilization. They are the example of the beauty that is created through Western civilization. Of course, why it's in France, I don't know, but whatever. Okay, so let's get to our dumbasses of the day. gotta leave it to the view you really do and i know they're going away soon I, I that's what i've heard they're they're going away soon but 
you got to leave it to them because they have got to be four or five of the dumbest people on the planet Earth. And all these people that go to those shows and clap all through their show, I, they're just train seals. I, I get, I'm, I'm even, I wouldn't even be surprised to find out that all those people in the audience are actually fake. Because these people say the stupidest crap I have ever heard. So they've decided yesterday to start talking about the border crisis, which is becoming a major crisis. Okay. I mean, it's a major crisis because New York says it's a major crisis. And Chicago and Washington, D.C. say they're major crisis. And Los Angeles says it's a major crisis. So they decided to talk about it yesterday. And these people should really learn just to stay out. Talk, talk about the Zambuca you're making or whatever. Don't, don't, don't talk politics. Well, here they are talking about how the border does need to be secured. And fentanyl is pouring over the bar border, but Joey Behar says, oh, no, 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 don't talk about fentanyl. Don't talk about fentanyl, because that has nothing to do with the illegal aliens. Let's listen. Yeah. We do need to secure the border. And by the way, I disagree that it's building the wall. The cartels will go under it. They'll go over right. it. It's also, we're not a country of walls. Right. Um, but we do need to secure it. There needs to be a process. Fentanyl comes across the border that's killing tens of millions of Americans. This is something that's that... different, though. Don't, don't, I don't think you should put those together. I, well, I think so, because they, we have they, a porous they, border where you can get in through many parts of, un, you know, thousands yeah, of miles of unsecured it's border. Sort of, it sort of demonizes migrants who are coming here Well, no, the, the vast majority of fentanyl that gets in this country comes through the southern border it's not coming from from migrants from or from asylees it's coming job correct yeah. it's coming from drug cartels who exploit our broken system to get fentanyl into the country uh -huh. okay um trafficking fentanyl over the border is a crime like crossing the border illegally is a crime the borders are open which means fentanyl is coming over illegal aliens are coming over sex trafficking is coming over Organ trafficking is coming over. All that is coming over. Yes, they all are related. And by the way, I disagree with this broad. She is the most reasonable on the show, but she's not very reasonable. Uh, yes, walls do help. Because it's not just the cartels. Yes, the cartels can start to... How about this? We build the wall to stop most of the people from coming over. Because right now they just cross. There's, you don't have a wall. They just walk over. Building a wall where they have to climb it or it's in their way, it's going to turn people off from coming over, especially families. It's going to stop them from coming over. Another way to stop them from coming over, by the way, and I don't know why we don't talk about this, stop giving them benefits. Stop, don't give them food stamps. Don't give them health care. You, you're illegal. You, if you do not have legal papers in the United States, you get no benefits. That would be the simple way. And it's cheap then. At that point, illegal immigration is cheap because you're not paying anything. You want to come over, great, but you're getting nothing. Instead, we're putting them in hotels and shit like that. But no, all this stuff has something to do. Walls do work. Yes, the cartels will dig under it, but then you find them. We know they dig under it. We look for it. That's why you patrol the border. That's why you patrol the wall. You find the tunnels, and we've been finding the tunnels. The wall isn't the only way to keep people out. And yes, this this crap of we're not a country of walls says who? Where did where does it say that? And don't point to the Statue of Liberty. Glenn Beck has a great uh, a bit on the poem. You know, send us your starving masses. Blah blah blah. That thing from the Statue of Liberty. That poem actually did mean unfettered immigration. 
That was an entire poem. Maybe we'll read it. I'll read it to you. I'll read that excerpt from his book. But that was an unfettered immigration, illegal immigration. So no, we are a country of walls. We're allowed to protect our borders. And if a wall means protecting our borders, yes, we can put in a border. But that wasn't the that wasn't the worst. I mean, that was just stupid. But here's another one. Um, here's the belief by Anna Navarra, Navarro that says, no, everyone should be allowed in to the country. But they should be spread out. And they shouldn't be sent to New York City. And they shouldn't be sent to Chicago. And they shouldn't be sent to Los Angeles. You know, all the, or Washington, D.C., all the sanctuary cities. Here's Anna Navarra being an idiot. But frankly, you know, I think we need to find, and, and we've dealt with this before. I, I lived in, uh, in Miami. I was a migrant, an immigrant in Miami in the 80s. You'll remember when we had the Marielle boat lift. Yes. 125,000 Cubans yeah. came in a matter of six months. It puts tremendous stress on, on, on a city, on a community, on the social services. They need to be resettled elsewhere. They need, right? to, they need to be out. We're this spread, a massive yeah. country. Well, yeah. And it's only going to get worse with global warming and climate change because people can't live in certain parts of this world. Well, uh, here's, here's the thing. Um, the Cuban migration was legal migration. The state was prepared, as prepared as they could be. The federal government was prepared. These people were kept in jail until they were processed and found that they could legally be in this country. And if they were found to be criminals, which is what Castro did, he sent nothing but criminals over, they sent them, they sent them back. So there is, there's kind of a difference. And by the way, this is what these people always forget. That, oh, there's plenty of room in the United States. Yes, there is. There is plenty of room in the United States. But... In areas, some areas don't want them. They don't want them. They don't have the infrastructure for them. Like El Paso, Texas doesn't want them. So it isn't just that there's room. Of course there's room. There's plenty of room in Texas. Texas doesn't want them. Now, New York, Washington, D.C., Chicago, Los Angeles, Boston, they said they wanted them. Now you're getting them. And you're saying, no, you send them someplace else. And by the way, by the way, with the Cuban crisis, the Cuban crisis, the migration, that turned out to be a crisis because they didn't have the infrastructure for as many people as they thought. Yes, 125,000 people, they didn't have anywhere to put them. They didn't have jobs. It actually hurt Florida when it first happened. So this is just not true. And 125,000 Cubans in a month, that's, that's nothing. We're getting 200,000 illegals a month in Texas. And Texas is just expected to hold them through. So congratulations to The View. They have reached dumbass of the day status again. And speaking of illegal immigration... Joe Biden, Democrats in these blue cities, Chicago... New York, Boston, Washington, D.C., Los Angeles, San Francisco. All these lefty cities, they're bitching and moaning. They're doing everything short of saying, 
hey, Joe Biden, you got to stop this crap. They're doing everything short. Well, Joe Biden has an idea. He knows exactly what he's going to do. So according to the Los Angeles Times, the Biden administration is considering forcing some migrant families who entered the country without authorization to remain near the border in Texas while awaiting asylum screening, effectively limiting their ability to travel within the United States, three U.S. officials told the, the Times. So in other words, Greg Abbott keeps sending all these people to different states who want them, theoretically, and now he's saying, no, they can't even leave Texas. Wow, that's not a court problem. The administration officials have been considering the idea as a way to stem the recent increases in the numbers of migrant families, illegal aliens, crossing the southern border, which reportedly reached an all-time high last month. Supporters of the Remain in Texas idea, of course, those supporters are in New York, Washington, D.C., Boston, Los Angeles, uh, support, uh, which has yet to be finalized, hoped that it would help the administration advance its goals of quickly deporting families who fail initial asylum screenings and deterring other families from crossing the border. This is another problem with this. They're not sending any, they're, they're not having asylum screenings. People are coming over the border. They type in some information in that their little phone app that, that Biden put out, the, the one that's been hacked by the cartels, and then they just send them on their way. There are no um, leg irons or leg uh, monitors. There are no, they get a phone. They're not even given a ticket saying this is your court date. That's not happening. It's all a lie. They just want those illegals to fill up a conservative state like Texas or a, a right-leaning state like Arizona. That's what they want. And they don't want them sending them to New York. Don't want them sending them to Los Angeles, Boston, or Washington, D.C. The proposal, which recalls President Reagan's efforts to limit asylum seekers' movements in the late 1980s. By the way, that effort by President Reagan was the biggest mistake in his presidency. He offered asylum. It was a disaster. That asylum was pulled within a year. It was such a disaster. We think we have a lot now. They had about the same amount back then of illegal immigration. Is likely to draw fierce opposition from immigrant rights groups and border state officials. Since 2022, Texas Governor Greg Abbott, a Republican, has bused thousands of migrants out of state to the Democratic-run cities such as Los Angeles, New York, and Washington, D.C. Okay, so this is basically about everyone just bitching in New York, Washington, Chicago. Joe Biden is actually losing losing momentum in blue cities right now because of this migrant crisis. And by the way, if I were Greg Abbott, come hell or high water, I'd keep sending these people. I wouldn't even question it. Keep sending them. Whether or not the courts say that or this law is passed, whether or not a judge says, I'd keep sending them. This could, that could actually start a, an actual civil war if we actually end up continuing to do this. It's getting to the point now you got to just start ignoring these people and do what you want to do. Because Joe Biden's not doing what he wants to do, and the courts don't seem to want to care. So this is his idea. The Biden plan would force certain um, illegal alien families, that's my words, to, to remain in Texas or possibly other border states by tracking their location through GPS monitoring devices such as ankle bracelets. Bullshit. They're not doing that. They're not doing that now. They're not, they're not even screening them. 
They're coming over. They're sending them out. That is that is crap. They said they were doing that before. They're not doing that. It's absolute crap. According to the three officials who were not authorized to speak publicly on the matter, of course, they're never authorized to speak publicly, the families would be put through the asylum screening process. Bullshit. That no, there is no asylum screening process going on right now. They are so overramped. They are, hey, we're trying to get someone over legally. They are still dealing with people who, who petitioned to come over to the United States legally from 2001. So if you put in a deal in 2023, you're looking at 15 years before you can get into this country legally. That's, that's what you're looking at. That's what we were told by an attorney. Yeah, this asylum process is longer. And it's more, there's more traffic. They're not doing this. So, good luck to them. The, uh, so, the families would be put through the asylum screening process to determine whether they could stay in the United States and proceed with their claims. Officials have discussed working with organizations to provide housing for the family. In other words, and this is going to be something that's also really interesting, uh, what are they going to do to get these people housed? Right now, in Chicago's O'Hare Airport, Illegal aliens are all over the floors of the airport. So you land at the airport, the, one of the biggest airports in the world. You land there, you walk out, there, there are illegal aliens sitting on the floors. So the question is, okay, where are you going to start putting them? New York is already saying, hey, if you've got any room in your house, host an illegal alien. They've already confiscated a bunch of hotels and made illegal aliens stay at the hotels. And meanwhile, they're tearing apart the hotels. So, the, and we're not talking cheap hotels. We're talking $250, $300 a night hotels. So, here's the question. Where are you going to put all these people? Are they going to start confiscating free rooms in, in houses? This whole thing is could turn tyrannical really quickly. So, and by the way, that's what the government wants. Okay, so there we go. That's happening. So here's another story. And I, I heard this. I actually couldn't believe it. I was in shock. And I'm going to read these guys, read the names of these guys because if you ever buy a gun safe from these guys, you're an idiot. So according to the New York Post, calls are mounting for a Bud Light-style boycott of gun safe manufacturer Liberty Safe after it gave the FBI access to an alleged January 6, 2021 rioters' firearms. The manufacturer acknowledged the widespread conservative backslash after it complied with a federal warrant that led to the August 30 arrest of an Arkansas man for his alleged involvement in the Capitol riots. Liberty Safe said it only gave the feds the access code to 34-year-old Nathan Hughes' gun safe after receiving proof of the warrant. So they didn't even get the warrant. They just received proof that there was a warrant. And by the way, it doesn't matter if you get the warrant. F you. You guys want to open the safe. You need to talk to the guy. We don't open safes any more than, than Microsoft can go over and start typing in somebody's password on their computer. Though that's a thing Microsoft does agree with, that they should be able to do that. So what they did was completely unethical. Quote, our company's protocol is to provide access codes to law enforcement if a warrant grants them access to a property, the company said in a statement Tuesday. 
Quote, after receiving the request, we received proof of a valid warrant and only then did we provide them with the access code. Liberty Safe added that it wasn't aware of any case details when it was handed over the code. Okay, so then you say no. You say no because you gave your safe to somebody. You sold your safe. Somebody paid for that safe. And as far as you're concerned, that transaction is over. You have nothing to do with it. And it's the privacy of that individual. From a gun manu- a gun safe manufacturer, this is, happens. I've got to assume that this gun safe is pro-Second Amendment, which should have been the first thing they were thinking when the FBI, who has been weaponized beyond all belief, says anything. Oh, well, you're going to have to. I'm sorry, we can't do that. I don't know what their safe combination is. Come up with any number of excuses why you're not going to open that safe. You don't need a. You don't even need excuse. That's that's a privacy thing. I don't give a damn what a judge says in a warrant. And by the way, you didn't even have the warrant. You had proof that there was a warrant. Wow, incredible. So if you ever buy a Liberty Safe again, you're an idiot. Don't buy a Liberty Safe. Because Liberty Safe will just throw you under the bus the second somebody with a badge comes walking around. I wonder if Smith & Wesson will do that. I doubt it. I wonder if Glock would do that. Doubt it. Okay. That's an infuriating story, I swear to you. All right, so, well, I mean, the economy is killing everything. Why not your sex life? According to the New York Post, the cost of living crisis isn't just murdering their financial savings. It's killing Gen Z's sex life. According to Bumble's 2023 sex index, 65% of single Gen Zers have reported their sex lives are impacted by their living situations. It is a phenomenon known as home-blocked, where your living situation impacts or perhaps even ruining your sex life. Your early 20s are meant to be all about sexual experimentation, but how on earth are you supposed to do that when you can hear your parents watching the latest Nicole Kidman HBO series in the next room? First off, this I'm sorry, this may be a good thing, because no, your 20s are not about sexual experimentation. Your 20s should be about finding yourself a mate. Okay, establishing yourself, then finding yourself a mate, then experimenting with sex. Experimenting with sex should not be right off the bat. That's what killed us in 2000, in, since the 1960s. Everybody's experimenting this, with sex. They're catching diseases. They're getting pregnant. They're not getting married. Maybe, maybe, I'm going to throw this out there. Maybe this is a good thing. Okay. I, I I hate it. Poor Gen Zers and Gen Alpha, it's going to get worse. But but the fact of the matter is, maybe this is the, the leash. This is the collar you need to do the right thing. A 2022 study found that more Gen Zers live at home with their parents than any previous generation in history, with 54% of young people not leaving the nest. That's not a good thing, by the way. That's That's a bad thing. I'm sorry, I left home at 17. Uh, my stepdaughter is leaving at 18. This is how you're supposed to do things. You're not supposed to be you're not supposed to be living at home at 23, 24. This is why we need to and, and by the way, when we allow capitalism free reign, and we don't have capitalism anymore. This we have a version of fascism. What's heavy regulation, heavy 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 government regulation Heavy government oversight is fascism. 
It allows for a free market, but only with heavy government re- regulation and heavy government um, re- uh, monitoring. That That's fascism, folks. That's what Italy did in the 40s. That's where we are right now. But when we had, whenever you sit there and say, oh, we need to raise the minimum wage, folks, that's fascism. That's a regulation that puts pressure on a business to do what the government commands. That's fascism. That's an example of fascism. So if anyone says, well, why shouldn't we have minimum wage? Just sit back and say, because that's fascistic. That's why. That's what fascists do. Yeah, it's this whole thing. Fascism vision fascism is actually a as far as I'm concerned, it's more of an economic system. And Italy saw it as an economic system. They were a dictatorship politically. They weren't a fascist. They weren't fascist politically. I think people confuse fascism, communism, and socialism. They're actually the same thing. Fascism is not a right-wing thing. But anyway, this is the problem with fascism is people can't afford to do anything because companies can't hire because they can't afford it. Let the free market deal with it, everything and let people at 16 be able to go out and take care of themselves because that's what happened in the past. So what happened when I was a kid. It wasn't even that long ago. Continuing, the economy seems to be driving these record high numbers with inflation rising 3.3% in July, according to the Fed's preferred index. I'll go a step further. Yes, this was a problem. Because this 3.3% inflation is a major problem, but it's also the laziness of Gen Z. And by the way, this started with the millennials. The millennials are not as bad as Gen Z and definitely not as bad as alphas. But this crap started happening with them and there wasn't 3.3% inflation. Our, our, our children are getting lazier because we're enabling them too much. We're giving the children all these rights they shouldn't have. I mean, I remember when I was a child, um, I was spanked. I know, that's child abuse today. Yeah, you know, children need to be spanked. They need to be taught that there is a real life. And if they don't, if they aren't taught there's real life, and people don't give a damn about your feelings, and you may not be the special little rose everyone says you are, then you end up believing men can be women, women can be men, and men can give birth, and they menstruate, and women can pick up trucks and play pro football that's what you end up having and that's what's happening today so i know they want to blame inflation here and it's basically to make biden look bad because the new york post is a right-leaning publication but the reality is this was happening long before trump long before biden this was happening probably in the 2000s 1990s I read a book. I can't remember what the book is. It's actually a really good book. I'll have to look it up. I have it in my library. But the book basically said uh, all this crap with our kids started when Dr. Spock released that stupid book about child rearing. Okay, when he released that book, and even Dr. Spock said, hey, I didn't mean don't spank your kids. I just meant don't beat them. Even Dr. Spock back in the 80s and 90s said, uh, I didn't mean for this to go this far to the in the other direction. There needs to be discipline with kids. But a lot of people are saying, this crap with our kids started when Dr. Spock released that book back in the 70s. I think maybe 70s, 60s is when he released that book. So I'll have to look that up. Okay. Uh, the impact is pretty clear because Gen Z 
are now more likely to stay at home longer and more likely to go crawling back to the parents' house. Okay, you know, the economy is awful. That's true, but it's also the par that's also parenting. So it's not as far as far as the sexual experimentation thing goes. I you know what? Yes, I think there's too much sexual experimentation. Even now, I think there's too much sexual experimentation. So I'm not hurt that these guys are finally having to remain abstinent before they get married. I have no problem with this. The problem I have and what the article really needs to discuss is when they do get married and have kids, they're still living at home. I know this for an absolute fact. I'm sure you know families that do this too. So that's, that's a big problem. Or better yet, worse yet, they're having kids, not getting married, and still living at home. We see that. I see that all over the place. I won't say where, but I see that all over the place. Okay, let's get to this next story. I'm trying to kind of keep this fast because i got a bunch of stories that I didn't get to this week. And I'm just going to have to publish these things if uh, it doesn't work out. So it, the left just can't leave religious communities alone. Even if the religious communities own a property and, and pr technically can do whatever they want with that property, and when they display their religious beliefs, they do it in moderation. And it's not like it's sticking in your face. But New Jersey, they can't do that. New Jersey's got to stick their effing nose into everything, especially when it comes to religious people. According to Fox News, the town of Ocean Grove, New Jersey, is under fire again this time facing pressures to open its beach on Sunday mornings, a time when it's historically been closed. For generations, a privately owned seaside town known as God's Square Mile has kept its beach closed on Sunday mornings up until 12 noon so that its residents can attend church and engage in religious worship. The area of Ocean Grove was founded on Christian values. Now, the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection what these guys have to do with it, I have no idea. Has put Ocean Grove in the hot seat by issuing a letter, a warning letter, stating the town is disobeying the law by cutting off access to the ocean and wet sand, which is public property. The warning letter sent to the Ocean Grove Camp Meeting Association on August 7th reads, quote, the, per the permittee cannot limit vertical or horizontal at public access to dry sand beach area covered under the permit, nor interfere with the public's right to, to free use of the dry sand for intermittent recreational purposes connected to the ocean and wet sand. The activities involved the use of the chain and padlock barriers to deter public access to the beach during daylight hours. Okay, um, this is really much ado about nothing because this group does not close the beach on every Sunday. This is a beach that is closed on holidays. And by the way, this whole thing is not started because there's this 10 million man march on this little section of beach. This is by a hundred people who are throwing who are atheists and throwing a fit about this. And by the way, people it wasn't like they built a fence around the ocean. That's not what happened. 
They just put a fence around the immediate front back of the beach property. The people who own this area, and by the way, they own it. They bought this area for their own religion. This, this could go to court. And guess what? The state will lose here. The state will lose here. But they, they, they sit back and, and they said, well, I don't understand what the problem is. This is not, we haven't really stopped anybody. It's less than 0.5% of the year because this is only closed not every Sunday, which is what the story says. It's closed on holidays. Those are the only days that fence is closed. And anybody can walk along the beach and hit it. They're not being thrown off the property. Much, But it's a religious organization. By the way, uh, if you walk in Malibu, in certain areas of Malibu, guess what they do? The people own the beach. Guess what? They actually close off the beach. They don't. They won't let you in. I don't hear anybody in Malibu, California, actually bitching and moaning about the environmental ills of a beach house by Leonardo DiCaprio. I made that up. I don't know if he, I don't even know if he lives there. Beyonce. I know she lives there. I don't think she puts up a fence or anything, but I know she lives there. Uh, no one's bitching about Beyonce restricting access. I know she does that. Restricting access to the beach from her property. I don't hear anything about that. No, these guys are being attacked because it's a religious group. And this religious group, they don't even seem to have much of a statement to it. They're just kind of like, I don't know what they're bitching about. We put a padlock on a fence. The beach is wide open. We've never kicked anyone off the beach. This is just an attack on Christianity. Okay, now this is I, this story I am going to, and be prepared. Be prepared. There are going to be some F-bombs dropped here, and this will probably be our last story of the day because i got to get to Walmart. According to the Daily Wire, Mexican officials installed a remnant of the Berlin Wall near the U.S. southern border last month to teach, quote, a lesson, end quote, about knocking down walls and building bridges. Jesus Christ. The historic concrete slab, right, right was placed next... Oh, let me read that again. What did he say? The historic concrete slab, right, was placed next to the border wall in Tijuana. That's bad English. Gotta call the Daily Wire. Across from San Diego, with a message that seemed to advocate for will it, allowing more illegal immigrants refuge in the United States... The move comes as a record number of families crossed the U.S.-Mexico border illegally in August. Oh, by the way, um, the Daily Wire is wrong here. Most of the people crossing are not families. Most of the people crossing are men. Military-aged men. They're coming over here to work. They're not families. Most of the, quote, families, end quote, that are actually crossing the border are smugglers trying to bring the kids over and trying to get sympathy so that they can bring the they can actually come over too. So this is all bullshit here. Uh, I told you this is going to be kind of salty, so be prepared. The move comes as a record number of families crossed the U.S.-Mexico border illegally in August. And as critics say, President Joe Biden's immigration policies have caused the Biden border crisis. Quote, May this be a lesson to build a society that knocks down walls and builds bridges, a plaque by the base of the Berlin Wall relic reads. Okay, just a little message to Mexico. Fuck you. How dare Mexico act like they've got the moral high ground here? Who 
the fuck do these people think they are? Mexico is one of the most corrupt countries in the world. They're being run by the cartels. First off, the Berlin Wall, they need to learn themselves a little history. Maybe learn a book. The Berlin Wall was not meant to keep people, it was meant to keep people in. It wasn't meant to keep people out. Trust me, no one wants to sneak over into their shithole country. It isn't just people that are coming in to, Me to the United States from Mexico. By the way, anybody coming in over Mexico, that person is a felon. They should be arrested and their asses sent right back over to Mexico. Not even sent by bus. Take their asses by the scruff of the neck and throw their asses over that wall. It's felons that are coming on in from Mexico. Drug smugglers, gang members, terrorists, human traffickers, including sex traffickers, which we seem to forget. And even human organ traffickers are coming over. Yes, human organ traffickers. Regular people are, coming, are not coming over here looking for jobs. If that were the case, New York would have a bunch of people looking for jobs. That's not what they're coming over for. They're coming over for all the benefits that we offer them. They're coming over for free health care. They're coming over for free aid. For example, food stamps. For welfare. They're not coming over here looking for jobs. You can tell. Walk through Chicago O'Hare Air Airport. Lots of people sitting on sleeping on the ground there. A lot of them aren't kids. They're working-aged adults, males. And they ain't looking for jobs. Mexico also gets a huge benefit by illegal immigration through remittance, remittances. What is a remittance? Well, an illegal alien gets money, either from a job or from benefits, and then they send them back to Mexico. Believe it or not, Mexico's main export, their number one export, is people, is human trafficking. That's what their main export is. It's not oil. It's not tequila. It's not agave. It's illegal aliens. They get a ton of money coming over through illegal immigration. And I know we do, I know we do this. I know my family does that, that we send money over to Mexico all the time. Because we've got family over there and they need, they, Mexico's got such a shithole government. It's so corrupt. These people can't find jobs down there. Okay. And by the way, as far as Mexico being the moral arbiter of what's right and wrong, Mexico's one of the most racist countries in the world. If you sneak over the southern border from Honduras, from El Salvador, from Nicaragua, from Guatemala, do you know what they do? What the Mexican officials, the police do? They beat the shit out of you if you're a man and they rape you if you're a woman. Then they take your ass and they toss you, either toss you in jail or toss your ass back over the border. That's what they do down in southern Mexico. I mean, they don't do it now because George Soros is funding all of these caravans. But I guarantee you, if you're from Honduras and you're cr crossing over, uh-uh, it ain't going to work out well. Because Mexicans don't like Hondurans... They don't like Guatemalans. They don't like El Salvadorians. That's just a little tidbit that Mexico doesn't tell you. You know, why don't they stick that little piece of wall on their southern border? Maybe they'll learn something for it. And finally, I got some news for you. Americans 
who live in Mexico actually face bigotry. I'm an American citizen. If I, quote, sneak, end quote, over the border into Mexico and decide to live in Mexico and be an illegal alien in Mexico, by the way, they'll never find me. They'll never look for me. You know why? Because nobody sneaks over to that shithole country. Nobody wants to live in that shithole country. I can't buy land. Any ser services they do offer in Mexico, I can't get. Not to mention, the only thing I can eat over there is Mexican food. So I'd have to come over to the United States to get anything that I need. There's no market over there. Did you know Mexico only has one phone service? There's no Verizon. There's no uh, Nextel. There's no... There's only one phone company over there for cell phones. And then you wonder why when you call, you have to call over the internet. You can't actually use the phone because it doesn't work. Yeah, that's that's Carlos Slim over in, in, in Mexico, one of the richest men in the world who owns the telecommunication system over there. And that's the only phone system they have over there. I do not want to hear about Mexico being a bastion of freedom and equality. They're, they're not, by any stretch of the imagination. They are a crap hole country. So when they sit and they do something like that, I personally, I would love to steal that so I can put it up in my, in my office somewhere. Because it does not belong in Mexico. Okay, I hope you guys have a great weekend. I'm off to Walmart. Love you all. God bless. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Thank <laughs> you.